the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Police in St. Paul, Minnesota, released body camera footage yesterday that shows a man was armed with a gun before officers opened fire, killing him during an early morning confrontation earlier this month. A man can be heard saying, I will kill you. A few seconds later, Mr. Hughes opens a door. You will see Mr. Hughes begin to raise the gun in a sweeping fashion over the officers. St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axel describing to reporters what can be seen on that body cam video shortly before James Hughes was fatally shot by officers. With anger and grief, Italians began burying some of their dead yesterday from that Genoa Highway Bridge collapse holding funerals in the victims' hometowns. Several angry families rebuffed the offer of a state funeral. More details at srnews.com. The governor's race is heating up. Join Larry Elder, Michael Medved, and Dennis Prager for trackside analysis at the Battleground Talkers Tour, October 25th. Tickets start at only $20, so cruise over to am1280thepatriot.com to get yours today. Will it be a photo finish or a total blowout? Join the discussion at the Battleground Talkers Tour, Thursday, October 25th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Just past 1 o'clock here at AM 1280 The Patriot, which means one thing. It's time to make weekend radio great again. It's the headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. But first, here's an updated look at your weather. High of 86 for today, Patchy Smoke. Tonight going to drop down to a low of 65. You can now listen live to The Patriot on our Facebook page. And while you're there, why don't you give us a like? Find the link at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red, you see a dismal, dingy, and at the moment, deeply fractured institutional blue. Hi, my name is Mitch Berg, my blog, shotinthedark.info, uh, also found on the web at True North, looktruenorth.com, which is sort of the official center for center-right public opinion. In the upper Midwest, uh, going on 10, no, 11 years now, we're coming up on our 11th anniversary at True North, since we launched it at the State Fair, which... By the way, it's coming up next week. Holy cow, this is my last week in the studio for uh, the next three. I'm going to be out at the State Fair at our usual spots out on Machinery Hill right next to the Home Depot booth. I'll have to remember the cross street. I forget it every year. But it's way up there. Uh, if you're up uh, checking out the machinery and, well, the hill, it's the place to be. Stop on uh, by and uh, say hi. I'd love to have you uh, have people stop by the, uh, the studio up there. By the way, the Merch Patrol will be out in full force. All sorts of uh, cool new AM12A, the pa- Patriot merchandise. Got all sorts of suggestions here for... Uh, uh, coming out of the political uh, stories this last couple of weeks that probably won't make it onto merchandise, but it's sure fun to suggest. What could he be talking about? Oh, I don't know. Use your imagination. 651-289-4488, by the way, is the number to call. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. It's uh, where we're basically we have operators standing by covering uh, both channels of communication. If you are a liberal, including uh, any of the liberals that I've been uh, asking to uh, talking with in the last couple days about issues this last uh, few weeks, by all means, give us a call. You get to the front of the line when you call in. If there is if there is a line, you go to the front of it. People who disagree with me, people who want to take issue with something I've said, something I have put out there either on the show or, for that matter, on my blog, feel free. 
you will get on first. Unlike most of the Twin Cities media and most uh, metro area liberal politicians, I do not shy away from a confrontation for people who disagree with me. What the heck? Maybe I'll learn something. <laughs> and here's a radical notion. Maybe you will. Who knows? Anyway, last Tuesday was primary night, and my continuing record of completely botching predictions uh, continues unabated. I, although I, I, I said before the election, and I said to everyone who talked to me about it privately, I, I supported Jeff Johnson. I, st- uh, I, without stint, because I'm a Republican Party officer. That's one of the things you do when you're a party officer is you support the endorsed candidate, or you quit being a party officer. The job is to support. Uh, party uh, candidates. And if I were a journalist, that would be a big conflict of interest. I'm an opinion pundit, and so there is no conflict of interest. I supported Jeff Johnson. I made the same mistake I made up until about nine o'clock in the evening uh, during the night of the 2016 election. I believed the media's polls. <laughs> I've got to break myself of that habit. Uh, and and by the way, this the the 2016 election and the uh, and and last Tuesday night's results should be a form of aversion therapy in terms of forgetting, uh, ignoring, not forgetting, ignoring the polls because races like this, anything can happen. Now, this is no national election primaries with generally 20 percent turnout. I think Minnesota had relatively high turnout at 24. 22, 24% turnout for the primaries on Tuesday, if that. Uh, frequently much lower than that. Uh, and so it doesn't take much uh, to get a certain segment of the base uh, excited to radically change the results. Now, the, the conventional wisdom and the big money and the, the smart betting, perhaps before Tuesday night, was that Tim Pawlenty was not only going to win, he was going to win big by a two, perhaps even three-digit margin uh, when all the votes were counted. And he did not. In fact, it was a pretty solid win for Jeff Johnson, 52-43, uh, closer to 53-44, actually, once you round up to the nearest number. And that's that That would have had, had Pawlenty won by 52-43, uh, given the polling results we had before Tuesday night, people would have said, well, that was a lot closer than I expected. No, in fact, it was flipped. Jeff Johnson beats Tim Pawlenty 52.6 to 43.9. It was, uh, and again, low turnout uh, election compared to the Democrats. Democrats, uh, uh, we'll get to that in a moment here, but their turnout was huge. I mean, the, the relative turnout in the governor's race, 582,000 Democrats, uh, 320,000 Republicans. And there were people in the immediate aftermath of the primaries saying, well, Democrat turnout tripled this time around, whereas Republican turnout was up about uh, 75% since the last uh, gubernatorial uh, primaries. And of course, that sounds pretty grim for Republicans until you remember that Four years ago, the Democrats had an uncontested primary. Mark Dayton was the only person who was going to be uh, running for office on the Democrat side. There was no, con- there were no serious contested race, uh, races for any of the Senate seats. Uh, and there was really not much to show up for if you were a Democrat four years ago. So they didn't. This time there was a hotly contested three-way Donnybrook for uh, governor uh, on the Democrat side and a two-way race really in effect for a governor on the, on the Republican side. So both sides' turnout was up. Uh, it's just that the Democrats had kind of a battle for the soul of their party going on. And by the way, we'll come to the battle for the soul of the party in a moment here uh, because I think it's significant and that both sides lost in that battle for that so-called soul uh, of the Democrat party. But Let's stick with the Republicans for just a moment here. Jeff Johnson won. He won convincingly. He won, according to some of my Republican friends who supported Johnson all along, as did I, quite frankly, uh, they, they, they knew it all along. And they knew it for one major reason, and that is the Republican Party base was motivated by a couple of things. First of all, the idea that we had eight years of Tim Pawlenty. Tim Pawlenty 
was a good, relatively moderate conservative. Let's call him center-right governor. Uh, there's people out there who say he was a rhino. That's complete garbage, and I'll argue it with anyone who cares to at 651-289-448. It complete baked wind. But, uh, but Tim Pawlenty has had two terms. It's time to give someone else a nod here. Jeff Johnson has been working hard to uh, to run, to campaign for the office again over the last four years. Uh, ran a solid race to get past, get through the convention and obviously a solid race to get through the rep- primary. And a lot of the base, I'm talking the, the base, the hardcore Republican activist base that turns out not only for primaries, but for conventions and for BPOU conventions and for caucuses, especially caucuses. I think there's a fair point to be made that an awful lot of people who are party Republicans, who are movement Republicans, who have some skin in the activism game as far as being a party member goes, uh, are tired of all the talk about the endorsement being worthless. And they turned out in pretty solid numbers. Clearly, clearly they had to, because if you go by the conventional wisdom, that was the only way Tim Pawlenty was going to be denied uh, the nomination, the coronation, really, for the nomination uh, to get on the ballot against uh, against Tim Waltz. So what happened? Well, Jeff Johnson pulled off a primary win in a race where most polling was showing him down by two digits, at least, maybe three in some cases. Now, what does he have to do now? Well, he has to go forward to a general election where most of the polling is showing him down against the DFL candidate, any DFL candidate, by... Well, you see where we're going with this, don't we? I mean, the conventional wisdom, the the polling before the primaries had Jeff Johnson losing to any of the Democrats. And by any of the Democrats, I mean the top three vote getters who were, by the way, for those who were paying attention, uh, Tim Waltz won. And that was, I, I would have to say, something of an upset. Uh, Tim Waltz uh, finished deep down in the voting at the convention. He is, uh, he's got name recognition clearly as a congressman from the, uh, the first congressional district. But the, the votes came in pretty much as follows. Tim Waltz, uh, with 41.6% of the vote. Uh, Aaron Murphy with, uh, 32%. Laurie Swanson, a surprising third. Uh, conventional wisdom, at least among some people before the, uh, before the election was that, before the primaries, I should say, was that Swanson and Waltz would split the greater Minnesota uh, Minnesota vote and the Metro vote machine would be enough to tide Aaron Murphy over the top. Conventional wisdom was wrong. It was interesting to see the results. Uh, I'm looking at the New York Times map. Uh, the New York Times uh, did some excellent coverage, at least statistically speaking, of the primaries. And the election map uh, for the two races for governor is really interesting to watch. Now, conventional wisdom, i.e. the wisdom I subscribed to before the election, had Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid uh, sweeping Ramsey County, obviously uh, Aaron Murphy's home county, Hennepin County, probably, very possibly Dakota County, just because Dakota County is slipping slowly, getting dissolved into the metrocrat morass. In fact, Aaron Murphy won Ramsey County. That's it. That's all she won. Oh, and I, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's it. That's all she won. Ramsey County. And she won it not all that convincingly. I mean, 34,000 to 30,000 over Tim Waltz. Uh, and, and it's that's one of those little things I like to throw out there now that I see this to to the Democrats who say, no, the DFL and its endorsement are not primary a stamp of looting left metrocrat approval. No, sir, we're a statewide party. Why, heck, Farmer is in the name DFL, Democrat Farmer Labor Party. One county, her home county, by 4,000 votes. Aaron May Quaid didn't even swing Dakota County for her. She's from Apple Valley, and Dakota County is where Apple Valley is. And you'd think all that quaid mentum would have been good for something in Dakota County. Uh, the results in Dakota County, oh, it was brutal. Uh, 16,000 to 13,000 Waltz clobbered uh, the, the Murphy, uh, the Aaron and Aaron ticket in Dakota County. Uh, so it was a convincing one. And basically, uh, Tim Waltz, not unexpectedly, uh, unexpectedly, 
won the southern half of the state, including, to my surprise, Hennepin County. I mean, Hennepin County, a 4,000-vote win over Aaron Murphy, which not a cataclysmic biblical win over Aaron Murphy, but a win nonetheless, uh, and, and a win I didn't expect. I expected uh, Aaron and Aaron to sweep at least the two loony metro counties. That was that, that seemed logical. But honestly, you look at the map, and everything south of Highway 12, uh, from Hennepin County on west to the, the state line, uh, to Lockheed Parl County, uh, Sw- uh, Waltz won. Uh, and also a string of counties going up 94, basically, up to Moorhead, but not into Clay County where Moorhead is. Uh, Aaron Murphy, uh, Aaron, I'm sorry, Lori Swanson won this big upside down U-shaped swath of counties, uh, that, that swung around, uh, the northern part of, I'm sorry, Lori Swanson. I think Lori Swanson actually won that part of the state. Yeah, Lori Swanson it was. Uh, won a big reverse U shape of counties starting, uh, starting just north of Highway 12, swinging all the way up to about, I don't know, Pennington County, all the way over the northern part of the state and back down to, it looks like, uh, yeah, whatever's north of Washington County. I can't remember. Anyway, unexpected results, although Laurie Swanson did uh, win a, probably the majority of the square miles of this state. Beyond that, uh, Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron Murphy, Aaron McQuaid, boom, they're done. 651-289-4488. The good news is Aaron and Aaron are gone. The bad news is, well, now we got to deal with Tim Walls. Let's talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. This is Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Democrats have long boasted of a big blue wave that will wash over Republican majorities in the U.S. House and Senate in this November's elections. Their predictions may come true if Republicans take their eye off the ball and fail to remind voters over and over and over again of their role in passing policies that have helped to create one of the strongest American economies in recent memory. Indeed, the GOP's core ideas of targeted deregulation, tax cuts, and government reform have played a significant role in our country's economic renaissance. American businesses are leading us in robust job creation. Consumers are confident about where things are headed, and we're in a period of strong economic growth. The economic argument should be at the core of the GOP's pitch to voters this fall. Doing anything else will put Republican control of the Congress in real jeopardy. I'm Lon He Chen. For more information, please visit townhallreview.com. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Our sister station, Business 1440, brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities' own financial fortitude and investing for success. With up-to-the-minute market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving, Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Learn more and listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Call 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's go. Pestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. 
1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, deeply saddened by the death of Aretha Franklin this past week, although she'd been in terrible health for years, you can see it coming still, the song she did about the Minnesota State DFL Convention. Little known fact. <laughs> no. 651-289-4488. Anyway, much more Aretha today. I had a little bit about uh, Aretha Franklin later on in the broadcast here. It was a great article in the uh, Detroit Free Press, uh, probably the best obituary I've seen of her so far. We'll talk about that perhaps a little later on the broadcast, although it's not like I want to take a ton of time out from talking politics because it's it's, uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, We we move on to the the governor's race here in Minnesota. It'll be Jeff Johnson up against uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron, uh, Tim Waltz uh, and Peggy Flanagan. And it's it's going to be an interesting race. Now, for all the talk of the cataclysmic DFL turnout, because they were fighting for the soul of their party, and let's be honest, they lost. Uh, both on both sides lost. Uh, and what do I mean when I say they're fighting for the soul of the party? Well, Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid were the representatives of, for lack of a better term, the extreme progressive wing of the party. Uh and it's a relative thing because Tim Waltz chose as Lieutenant Governor Peggy, uh, Governor Peggy Flanagan, a person who who may be one of the few people in the legislature to be a more extreme leftist voter than uh, Aaron May Quaid was, and uh, albeit less annoying than Aaron May Quaid. But yeah, I, I, and by the way, has spent the good last couple of years uh, campaigning uh, to to basically renounce his moderate roots. Remember, he was elected in 2006, replacing Gil Gutnecht in the first congressional district by running as a moderate Democrat out in farm country. And as part of his moderate credentials, he... Uh, flouted the fact that he had, or I mean flaunted, not flouted, flaunted the fact that he had an A rating from the NRA and a well-deserved A rating. He voted right on everything for years. Now, starting in 2016, just before the 2016 election, he started to sow the uh, the field for a gubernatorial run. And as part of that, as I pointed out on my blog in uh, October 2016, he started cuddling up uh, to progressive groups, including the gun grabbers. There's a photo in my blog that pops up every so often and will be popping up for the next uh, couple months here frequently of him basically rhetorically, metaphorically French kissing uh, a bunch of people from, from Protect Minnesota. Now, it's metaphorical. It's figurative. There was no actual contact involved. And that's good because that would be something you can't unsee and, and certainly I can't now unthink. And in fact, I may just have to gar- rinse my brain out with bleach to try to unthink that image. Back on track. Uh, he's been cuddling up again, figuratively to the far left for the last two years and, 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 and cuddling up in such a way as to, to try and build progressive cred with the loony progressives that basically do the endorsing at the conventions, who, who endorsed the likes of Matt Pelican for attorney general. Oh yes, we will be back to that. Uh, the, the, and it didn't work at the convention. He tried his darndest. The fact that he was formally uh, an NRAA rated uh, congressman was used against him, held against him with prejudice. And uh, the fact that he had been doing his darndest to renounce his sin in the eyes of the tribunal was ignored and he was cast aside at the convention. Now, he won the primary, won it fairly convincingly, give him that much. But before the election, he one of his, his lines to try and throw a sop to the great unwashed center in Minnesota was, hey, he did used to get A ratings from the NRA. And while he's earned a resounding F minus now because of his cuddling up to the loonies and his uh, upsucking to every town for gun safety and, quote, protect, and quote, Minnesota, 
His line is that he is seen as a moderate voice on the issue who can bring both sides together. And I urge him to continue thinking that. It's not true. <laughs> I mean, uh, as, as the, the good folks from the Gun Owners Caucus and GOKRA and uh, the NRA will be reminding voters, especially voters in greater Minnesota, especially voters in the 8th and 7th and 1st congressional districts, he's a turncoat. He's a f- not just a flip-flopper. He betrayed the trust that uh, the American civil rights movement put in him. I don't use the word traitor lightly, and in fact, I won't use it here, but he has a turncoat. He completely betrayed the trust the, that, that, that shooters who may happen to be left of center on other issues or who may vote Democrat on other issues, and there are many of them. He betrayed that trust. And he will be the go-between between the Second Amendment community and the gun-grabber community when Elvis rises from the grave and performs at Madison Square Garden. It's less likely than that. 651-289-448. It's so many races to go through here. It was an interesting primary night. Uh, but let's go to the phones. In Minnetonka, Dan, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Hey, Mitch. You know, I'm so grateful for you and your show. It is so refreshing on a Saturday. I'm, a, I'm working as a contractor, and I have you to listen to, and it's inspiring. <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate having an audience like you. <laughs> Thanks I was, for calling. I was in, I was a vol- I'm a volunteer. I am a volunteer in the Jeff Johnson for Governor campaign. Okay. It, it is a thrilling experience. You know, I don't know that I've ever been this excited over a candidate in a long time, maybe Michelle Bachman, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me. Let me and uh, only twenty years since I volunteered at any length. Wow. In a campaign, because I really, I really believe him to be a true conservative now, and uh, and I think he won not only because of his ideas, but I think he won despite ha- not having as much money as Tim Plenty because of free. Facebook, Facebook, social media, etc. Certainly, he had uh, grassroots conservatives who have passion. Yeah, we, there wasn't passion for Tim Plenty. In fact, my my uncle, who's a retired businessman in Benson, Minnesota, says he likes Jeff Johnson. But if Tim Plenty would have won, he would have voted for Walls in the election. In fact, oh, the boy. day of the election, I was having anxiety. Yeah. So I called and texted. Everybody on my contact list, except people that I knew were leftists. Right. And nearly every one of them said they were going to vote for Jeff Johnson. Maybe one out of 50. Two questions for you. Two questions for you, Dan. Number one, what do you think, before the election, before you went in there on, uh, on, on Tuesday, what did you think Jeff Johnson's odds were of winning? We know you were volunteering. Well, you know you were doing your best, but I what chance early. did you give him? Yep. I, I forced my son and I to vote early. My daughter, I raced her to the polls five before eight. My wife voted on the day. I thought come noon on election day, I, I felt in my heart Jeff was going to win and win wow. big. Wow. I felt, I felt at noon. I I talked to. I mean, there wasn't anyone I talked to but one yeah. would vote for Tim Plenty. And, he vote, and two, actually two, one voted for Tim Plenty because... He met him at a four-way stop, and Tim waved to him, so he voted early for him. Okay, so I get uh, that makes sense, and and of course, I mean, I, I what, what, I'm le- leery of polls that are everyone I know because there's some Pauline Kale syndrome going on there. So, but I, I started to think it might be close the weekend before the primaries. I'll give him that much, but I thought Pauline was going to pull it off. So I egg on my face yet okay. again. Second question for you, Dan. Uh, quick, okay. and we're running short on time here, but. What has you excited can you, about can Jeff you Johnson? Hold me over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish. Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I uh, yeah, we'll give it a shot here. But let's let's start Thanks, with this buddy. here. What uh, what has you excited about Jeff Johnson? We got about forty seconds here. Okay. First of all, if you look at Tim Pawlenty's Facebook, he was slammed. His Facebook was anti Pawlenty. Okay. There were more people slamming Tim Pawlenty than anything we're supporting it. Understood. Now, but but the question the theory, is, and, and I'll tell you what, Dan, Dan, I'll tell, let me put you on hold. I will hold you for a bit. Thank you. I don't normally do this, but what the heck? You're a loyal listener. Uh, let's put him on hold. We'll come right back to him. Uh, the question is, not so much what's wrong with Tim Pawlenty. I get it. He People, the, the activists were ready for someone new. They were ready for a conservative. Jeff Johnson is a conservative. 
uh, Tim Pawlenty, I mean, Minnesotans have an aversion to repeating things, politically speaking. I mean, there's an old saw in Minnesota politics that uh, the parties just swing back and forth every eight years because that's the way Minnesota voters are. There's uh, contrarians, uh, uh, all of them. They just want to say, okay, we've had eight years of uh, Republicans. Let's have eight years of Democrats. That's one of the bits of conventional wisdom. But what excites you about Jeff Johnson? I want to talk about that, and I'll be asking Dan that when we come back, as well as you if you call back, which I hope you do. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. And so today I want to ask about what does God want from us? In many of our Christian churches today, everything is about tolerance and love. In fact, if you don't agree with our culture's meaning of tolerance and love, you are considered a hater. However, God gives us instruction on how we can measure our lives. The prophet Micah says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. We are called as Christians to do what is right, to walk with mercy towards others, and to submit to God's ways. In contrast, the tolerance crowd wants us to abandon God's perspective only to promote a love that is okay with sin. For more information, visit our website, olivetreeviews.org, for our complete radio program, also heard each weekend on this station. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Reason Franklin passing away this last week, the age of 78, after revolutionizing not only soul music, but popular music and other genres as you go. I'll be posting the link later on in the show to the uh, excellent, well, actually, it's at the top of my blog right now, the uh, obit uh, for Aretha Franklin in the, in the Detroit uh, newspaper. It's an amazing, uh, amazing bit of journalism, actually, in terms of uh, covering the life and impact of Aretha Franklin. And, there's no, it, if you, and, and the reason I bring it up is I wasn't aware of a lot of it at the time. I mean, I'm older than a lot of kids today, clearly, obviously, but... I also grew up in a place where there just wasn't a whole lot of soul music. I mean, rural North Dakota is kind of country western territory, right? And 
uh, I didn't really become exposed to the music of Aretha Franklin until I was well into my late teens working at my first radio job and there was a 45 of respect there and I threw that on the turntable when I was just noodling around in the back in the production room one day uh, off the air in the middle of winter nothing better to do and I played I was like whoa the human voice can do that and it's, it was the excitement just shot a through chill up my back it was just wonderful and it was, it was like wow and i started digging through and finding all this other old motown and atlantic and stacks volt music uh, i mean aretha franklin got me exposed to Smokey robinson the temptations the four tops uh the, the whole genre of 60s and early 70s soul music and uh, aretha franklin had an outsized role in bringing that to the general public and like i just noted an outsized role of bringing it to me by the way speaking of respect the uh battleground talkers tour is coming to the twin city it's going to be at the radisson blue in uh, at the mall of america uh october 25th seven o'clock it's a thursday night and tickets are on sale and when i say on sale the cool tickets are almost sold out in fact uh, there's $20 tickets for general admission. Preferred's 39 bucks. You get the extra uh, preferred seating and uh, priority check-in. Uh, but the VIP tickets are 119 bucks. There's some of those left. Uh, that includes the meal, the prior, the VIP seating, et cetera, and the photo op uh, with the hosts, who are, by the way, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, and Larry Elder. Uh, so this is this is going to be a great time. Uh, any place with Dennis Prager, Dennis Prager, that's always a great time. Uh, now, there's four celebrity tables, four, count them, four celebrity tables. Michael Medved, uh, $229. Bucks. There's still seats available there. Larry Elder, uh, $229. There's still seats there. Dennis Prager, he sold out. No more Dennis Prager seats. Dennis Prager fans come to play. <laughs> Here's the part I love. The Narn table, $139. Bucks. I think we may have a seat or two left. We were selling <clears throat> faster than Larry Elder and Michael Medved. Thank you very much. Give us a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T on the N-A-R-N. Let's go back to the phones. Dan, I held you over. Uh, Dan from Minnetonka. My question is, and this leads perfectly, and the reason I held you over because it segues into my next segment, this current segment, perfectly. What is it that has you excited about Jeff Johnson right now in the, at this point in the, in the campaign? Okay, I made a list on a scratch piece of paper. Well done. <laughs> we'll make you a talk show host spending, yet. <laughs> auditing every department and program, waste of time, waste of money program, everything in government, um, and reigning in government altogether. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We don't even know. We don't even know where the money's going. We just know they get billions of our dollars, and my businessmen friends go, where does it go? I have no idea. I spend a fortune. What is it doing? It's based, And so... so as a result, then, with lower taxes, which we all need, we need a major reduction in our taxes in every way, sales, income, property, et cetera. I don't know if property would be affected. But we also, he also wants to make major reform to welfare, you know, work to get handouts. If you're going to get handouts, you're going to have to do something. You know, I think there needs to be some accountability brought to this huge welfare state where people are moving here to collect checks. And I know that some people are coming here in a bus from Chicago collecting a check and going back. I know that a retired Hamden County Deputy Sheriff, I do work for him. He says that's absolutely true. Uh, another thing is uh, conservative judges. You know, Dayton appointed Thiessen, right? Yep. What's a lefty, looney tune judge like that? We need conservative, constitutional-minded judges. And plus, he'd be an advocate for Donald Trump. Tim Pawlenty wouldn't have been. Now, no more negative about Tim. God bless Tim. I hope he really rallies his money and puts it in the, in the Johnson campaign. But he's not an advocate for Trump. And it's, Trump, we're not, we don't care about his tweets. We care about his policy. What will he do for America? That's what's important. Excellent. So, I mean, those are just a few things that I wrote down. I have one major concern. Yes. And I watched the NPR debate. Jeff has the facts. Jeff has the ideology. What I'm afraid of, and, I don't, and, I, and with love, with all love and respect, he has to go on the offensive. He does. He has, to, he has to really be aggressive and take risks. He's going to nice his way, I'm afraid, he'll nice his way right into the loser's category if he doesn't challenge, uh, and, and he's got, you know, the left has no answers, no solutions. All of their ideas are stupid. 
that can be challenged, but he has to hit him hard, and he can't worry about offending him. Absolutely. You know, Thank you for your call, Dan. That was an excellent list of, of reasons to vote for uh, Jeff Johnson and uh, to be excited for him, as well as the big reservation. And this is this is the reservation. I've always had trouble with the re- Jeff Johnson's a nice guy. I've, 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 he's one of the first serious candidates we ever had on this show back in 2006, right? He came down to the studio. He was running for attorney general, I believe. Uh, he'd been a state house member for some time at that point. Super nice guy. He ran the taxpayers watchdog blog in Hennepin County, uh, and, and just pr- made his bones as a solid, uh, tax hawk conservative over and over and over again. I mean, no, no bones about it. The guy is the real deal. And, I have supported him completely. Now, here's the part that I that I found frustrating over the years. Uh, 2010 election, the Republicans nominate Tom Emmer, who is about as subtle as Muhammad Ali giving you a one-two. Uh, he is an out-front guy. He was characterized as all conservatives who get uppity and angry and, and, and raise their voice. He was characterized by the media as the angry guy, which, of course, is a bunch of garbage, but whatever. Uh he, 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 I mean, conservatives have a right to be angry at the way the state's been mismanaged by the DFL majority and the, the institutions that run this state. So, so we, we had the two angry candidate who, who lost some votes because he was just too in the face as opposed to Mark Dayton, who was whatever Mark Dayton is. And so we nominate four years later the two nice candidate. Jeff Johnson, too nice, too Minnesota unassuming, too too congenial, too get along uh, kind of guy. It's like, what is politics? The three bears? We have to nominate someone who's just right, just spirited enough, without being too angry to tick off the media, who will find some way to smear every Republican. Period. End of sentence. No exceptions. That's what they do. I don't even think it's a malicious thing. It's just the way they're wired. Republicans, oh, they're kind of weird. They're the other, and they make us uncomfortable. Somehow, we'll find a reason that they make us uncomfortable, and we'll put it out there. That's what they do. So, uh, I think, Je- yeah, I agree. Jeff Johnson does need to go on the attack. I think his, his as a general rule, attack ads notwithstanding, <laughs> on a policy level, he's voted right on everything that I as a conservative want and need him to vote right about so far. There's exceptions. As uh, Palenti's attack ads before the primaries pointed out, he's got some, and some of, by the way, some of Palenti's supporters in the legislature pointed out he had some bad votes. Okay, that's worth discussing. Actually, it's who cares anymore but the fact is every legislator had some bad votes because so much of the business of state government is taken care of in omnibus bills and omnibus bills are basically set up and stacked from the very beginning to give both sides political ammunition against the other for example 2016 session i think it was 2015 session uh there was an omnibus public safety bill that included uh, a number of bills that we as Second Amendment supporters were strongly in favor of. Uh, stand your ground. Uh, excuse me. Self-defense reform is, is what's actually referred to as, uh, some other bill, uh, some other bills that didn't make it through as standalone bills, but successfully got attached onto omnibuses in the public safety omnibus. They were at least germane. They also included some horrendous spending. And so you had the spectacle of, uh, a number of conservatives uh, voting against the omnibus because of, frankly, some unforgivable spending that justified no votes, uh, being called anti-gun for voting on an omnibus uh, for reasons that had nothing to do with the gun bill and everything to do with the spending bill. If you can show me a legislator who hasn't got at least a few of those omnibus votes tucked away in there somewhere where they voted against an omnibus bill that contains some things they're supposed to be for, but a lot of things are that they also have to be against. Show me that legislator. This is a legislator a Slater who apparently got elected into office with no policy stances whatsoever. Now, does Jeff Johnson have some votes somewhere in his uh, past as a legislator and as a Hennepin County commissioner that might be regrettable from a conservative perspective? Well, yeah, probably. Want to take it up against Tim Waltz and Peggy Flanagan this fall and for the next four years in the Minnesota State House? Please, let's not. 
289-4488. There were so many other results we need to go through from the primaries this past week. Obviously, the Senate uh, races stacked up pretty much as as expected. Amy Klobuchar uh, won her primary. Uh, big snooze. Of the Jim Newberger uh, won a pretty convincing win over some people we never heard of in the Senate primary. The other Senate race, of course, uh, Tina Smith had a closer race against Richard Painter. There were some saying that to expect some paintmentum to take over. Uh, he was actually scheduled to come on the broadcast this past week his handler apparently dropped the ball um maybe that's why he lost i don't know <laughs> uh karen housley of course uh, won a solid win over bob anderson who by the way bob anderson uh actually ca- carried a number of counties in the far southeast far southwest and way up along the red river valley so bob anderson who was seen as a protest candidate uh, and an entirely pro-trump uh, protest candidate at that did surprisingly well. 35% of the votes uh, swung a bunch of counties uh, along the outside rim of Minnesota. So congratulations, Bob. Uh, much more to talk about there. We'll get on to the meat of the races here shortly. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. Special guest this week on the Victory Hour is Howard Root. CEO, political analyst, and author of the book, Cardiac Arrest. He and Andrew will talk about the Minnesota primaries and the November general election. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. In June of this year, many of you listeners will remember the cake maker Jack Phillips from Denver, Colorado, won his case before the Supreme Court. The justices found Colorado had sent, quote, a signal of official disapproval of Phillips's religious beliefs, and the court disapproved of that. It was a decisive victory for Jack, a big win for the First Amendment, but Colorado does not seem to have gotten the message. The Civil Rights Commission there continues its efforts to go after Jack. Jack Phillips is now back in court. The Civil Rights Commission in Denver, well, along with others across the country, they've gone rogue. Fighting on behalf of Jack is ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. They are a sponsor you've heard about from us before, and they are the best in the First Amendment defense business. Jack Phillips is a contemporary American hero. We wish him a clear and swift victory. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me, and I hope you do. Hey, don't forget today, 4 o'clock, Jason Flores on Americans for Prosperity. 
Capitalism versus Socialism, and Andres Malav joining Jason Forrest today, 4 o'clock. Also, don't forget Education Nation with Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, Saturday, 6 o'clock. We'll be talking about gender-neutral policies, the Feds versus Minnesota Law, and Renee Carlson of Carlson Law will be joining Rebecca and Mark at 6 o'clock as the uh, wave of conservative talk here on Improve the Patriot just gets bigger and better. Led, as always, by, well, me, Brad, and King, the Narn. <laughs> Locals better. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Just a, another quick reminder, we had Karen Housley on the broadcast last week uh, doing her final pre-primary push. She won 62-35 over Bob Anderson. Now, uh, Bob, uh, we'll, let's talk about uh, Karen first here. Uh, Karen. Uh, didn't campaign against Bob, and Bob basically, Bob has been a regular listener to this broadcast. He comes out to station events. He's a good guy, and much respect for actually getting out there, getting into the arena, putting uh, putting himself out there for this last year and running, and running hard, <laughs> running hard enough to get uh, a third of the vote statewide and winning, I don't know, looks like about 10, 12 counties, uh, rural counties, counties out in Trump country, and there's the secret, of course. Bob ran as, uh, as as a Donald Trump fan. I mean, you listen to his speeches at the convention. He he had a lot of good policy ideas, a lot of stuff you'd expect from a good conservative, which Bob is. Let's be honest. Uh, the the bulk of his campaign was Trump was an outsider and he won. I'm an outsider, so I can win. And seeing the results, it's not completely as daft as it may have seemed initially. I mean, like I said, he won a bunch of counties. He got 35% of the vote. Now, Karen Housley got just about two-thirds of the vote and is going on to the ballot. And that's and, and I'm looking forward to that race because Tina Smith had not a stellar showing in the primaries herself. She uh, underpolled, well, I mean, she way underpolled Amy Klobuchar, who won her primary with 95% of the vote against perennial candidate Steve Carlson. And uh, she got 76%. Not a bad showing against Richard Painter, but clearly uh, well under the, the, the total that, uh, that, that, that she should have gotten as a sitting incumbent Granted, an appointed incumbent replacing Al Franken. But I think Karen Housley's got a great shot here. I, Jim Newberg's got a tougher road to hoe. I mean, Amy Klobuchar, for whatever reason, is still popular out there. I'm going to do everything I can to push Jim over the top. And who knows? I mean, this is one of those wavy, wave year, years, one way or the other. Uh, hard to know, ex- hard to know what's going to happen, but. Karen Housley, I think, has got a great shot. Here's the thing. And, and by the way, I, as I zip through some of these other races, I mean, there were some, uh, there, there, there was, there were some other, uh, there were some other races that were some interest. I mean, most of the House races were pretty uneventful. Jim Hagedorn, uh, won the endorsement in the first. I think he may well go on to win and flip the, uh, the seat back, uh, now that, that Tim Waltz has left it against the endorsed Dan Fian. Whoever he is, Jason Lewis uh, coasted to an easy. Well, he was uncontested. So was Angie Craig. Uh, a lot of people are thinking Angie Craig's got the momentum. I don't. I think Jason Lewis is going to win this thing. Eric Paulson against uh, Dean Phillips, who won his primary. Eric Paulson's going to go on easily to another term. Greg Ryan uh, ran unopposed against Buddy McCollum, who got 91% against a couple of who's. Uh, Ilhan Omar, of course, uh, tough race against uh, Margaret Anderson Kelleher and Patricia Torres Ray, uh, winning 48% of the vote. Uh, Jen Zielinski on the Republican side, uh, obviously, is the fifth CD. She's got one of the toughest races you can possibly imagine. Uh, get out and support her the best you can. Tom Emmer, of course, coasting to a big win in his primary. He'll go on to Congress again with a three digit margin of victory. Let's. Talk a bit about that Senate race here before we move on to the topic of the second hour, the attorney general's race. Uh, Bob Anderson, again, uh, doing surprisingly well. Surprised me, surprised a lot of people, I suspect. But this is a race where, look at me, I'm just like Donald Trump isn't good enough. It, it's better than I would have thought. Conservatism has to be more about more than being a personality cult. And yes, Donald Trump clearly carry the, the Trump brand carries some oomph out state 
an unexpected amount of oomph in the case of Bob Anderson, an amount of oomph that I think is going to shock the nation this November up in the fir- uh, 8th Congressional District, where I think Pete Stauber is going to smother, uh, absolutely crush the opposition. Who's the opposition? Joe Radinovich, longtime House of Representatives member from, uh, from, from, uh, from the Iron Range, uh, part of the uh, Iron Range DFL Mafia up there. Uh, oh, <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, Pete Stauber won you know, convincingly uh, 90% of the vote over someone I've never heard of who apparently got uh, 5,000 contrarian votes. Uh, Joe Radinovich uh, won about 40%. And I, given the fact that the, the, the tenor has turned so hard uh, in, uh, in, this, in, this, uh, in, in the 8th Congressional District uh, where Donald Trump won, by a two-digit, not 2.2-digit margin in 2016, shows that the, the, the wind may be changing up in the 8th CD. By the way, our old friend Soren Sorensen got 2,300 votes up there. He was a fellow who, back in the glory days of blogging, he had a blog called Impeccable Liberal Credentials. He's an interesting chap. He apparently moved back up north, got 3.5% of the vote against uh, Joe Radinovich. Uh, congratulations, Sorensen. Glad to see you land somewhere. Uh, anyway... Uh, that and much more, more going on. But the real beef is coming up in the attorney general race. That's going to be the one that gets a lot of highly warranted national attention. Doug Wardlow won the Republican side against perennial candidate Sharon Anderson and uh, Bob Lassard coming in third, which has got to be a, uh, a less than thrilling end to a political career coming in behind Sharon Anderson in the primaries. At any rate, uh, Doug Wardlow will be moving on to the uh, the finals, to the, uh, the, the, pro- the general election as expected against Keith Ellison. Probably. We'll see. Uh, that'll be the subject, at least the first chunk of this hour. We got people holding on the line right now, so by all means, stick around. We'll be taking ca- any calls that are on the line. 651 651- 289-4488 is the number to call. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Next week, uh, next week, next hour, Keith Ellison, the attorney general race, and the media's history of painting his toenails. What am I talking about? Oh, we'll be right back. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. one man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. Oh. And with Tums on the go rules, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. 
and you can get a Filters Fast Brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.